Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHMX Fridays podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig and PD as usual, and we are very excited to be joined by a special guest. And here we go. It's the moment of truth. Yeah, all these initials. NTDP coach Dan Muse. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me on. It's, it, that's been a hard so one for Dan, me to I'm say. Dan, I want to start with this. Is it, see, we, we, we struggle with these initials every day. Is it USNTDP, USNDP, the program? You, like, what, what should we officially call where you are? NTDP. There it is. NTDP, all right. There it is. I can do that. Okay. Okay. Yep. okay it's, we're gonna, it's a long acronym, we all admit. but We're going to yeah, try really hard is, to get so. it right. We're going <laughs> to yeah. try. Yeah. So, Dan, you just returned, obviously, from winning the U18 World Championship in pretty dramatic fashion. So, congrats. Um, I think the United States 11th gold medal and 19th overall since this tournament was formed, which is an amazing run. We'll get to that a little bit later, show that graphic. But what were your main takeaways from the tournament? Yeah, oh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a crazy run I, I, for just the United States in that tournament. Um, but it's been a little while here. I think it was 2017 was the last time uh, a team had, had won there. And, um, and and the team last year was uh, the, the uh, 04 birth year with Adam, Adam Nightingale was the head coach of uh, with Nick Four and staff. Like they had an incredible team and they had a they ran into a hot goalie there at the end of the tournament. I mean, they, they had a you know, an incredible tournament there. So, um, you know, for us coming out of that uh, as a follow-up, um, you know, like with the 05, which our team was almost all 05s. We had a few uh, players who were 2006 birth dates, but, um, you know, like it's, uh, it was just really special to see the guys, you know, accomplish a goal that they had set out there uh, at the beginning of the year. And, um, you know, the biggest takeaway for me and the biggest thing that I was impressed with, with the players is like every single guy contributed like throughout the lineup, every guy that got on that plane did some sort of a contribution throughout the tournament in a positive way to help the team uh, win a gold medal. And um, it's a great tournament. I mean, the, the, it's, you know, it's, it's just a special tournament too, because 
it's for most of the players in it um you know it's their draft year most of them are draft eligible it's kind of that that last big showing but it's uh more important to that it's also the first time um you know that, that these players get to participate in an iihf uh men's event I, this is the first big major event there in international hockey and so um you know it just takes it to a whole new level you know it's um you know the players are young but they're extremely talented it's the first time they're um you know really getting to be on a stage like this the first major uh, uh international event and so it's really cool to see um, the players coming together and um anytime you get a chance to represent the united states it, it's special um it's special in you know our play during the year playing in the ushl or playing college um it's even more special when you get to play in the international events that we play over the course of the season but then when you get to this major event this first major men's event uh it takes on a whole new meaning so um yeah there was a lot of takeaways for me it was it was a great experience it was an incredible group of uh of players that you know i had the opportunity to work together with um an incredible staff that i had an opportunity to work together with so um yeah it's something i think everybody involved is going to remember forever how was the setting, the atmosphere there in, in Switzerland? Just curious about that. It was awesome. Yeah, the, so the tournament was in uh, was in Basel. Um, you know, we had our pre-camp in Zurich. Other teams went to different locations, you know, for, for a week or a set amount of time there prior to the tournament. Um, but, I mean, what a, what a beautiful country it is. I'd never been there before. And so, I mean, between Zurich and Basel and just even the, the bus rides in between, getting to see the countryside, um, yeah, it's, you hear so much about that country. Um, it really lived up to the expectation. And then, uh, the, you know, the rink was it was a great rink. Um, you know, I think some games you had more fans than others. Um, you know, it turns out, like, we played Slovakia. Like, they traveled really well. I mean, it was a crazy <laughs> atmosphere, uh, how many fans that they brought in there really cool for our players though to be in an environment like that uh, and the gold medal game was it was a really great crowd so uh, it was um yeah it was uh, you know start to finish like uh yeah couldn't have gone better in terms of where we were and uh, how how it all played out so i gotta be honest i'm a canadian on this on this <laughs> panel here um so always standing on my own and you know, growing up in Canada, I didn't really have a sense of the NTDP and all of that. But we've seen over the last, you know, many years, NHL players come out of it. Patrick Kane, Austin Matthews, Jack Eichel, Dylan Larkin, Phil Kessel, like the list goes on and on and on. Can you just talk about your initial view of the NTDP idea and its evolution um, just since it since it began? Yeah, I and mean, it's something obviously, uh, you know, coming up, you started to hear about it um you know it's 26 years old now um and so like you know you, you hear about it early on you hear you know the, the draft picks that are coming out of there and the players that are coming out of there um it's really evolved it, it's come a long ways um from the initial idea that they had behind it um and it was actually jeff jackson um who's the, the head coach at Notre Dame, who uh, was the first head coach here, uh, and himself and Scott Monahan, who's been here from day one, um, you know, who's still, uh, you know, in, in charge of the program. He, you know, they, they started it. Um, it start for, started as an idea. Um, it started as an idea, something that really hadn't been done by anyone before uh, to bring in the, the top players, uh, you know, in these two birth years and have them stay here for two years. And, you know, it's originally the teams that, at one point, I think they were mixed a little bit. 
Um, but then it, it kind of got to evolve to the point where it's closer to what it is here today. And, um, you know, over time it's changed this, you know, I think originally like you were playing against, you know, some OHL teams uh, initially. And then, you know, you had a blended schedule there. The North American League was the first league that we, you know, I think were a member of and played in. Um, and then you started to get over time, you know, the, the college schedule as well. And now we're in the USHL. Uh, and in the 18 year, you're playing the college schedule. And in both years, uh, you play three international events. But uh, there's definitely been an evolution. Um, you know, I think even from early on, you had some, you know, a lot of the top American-born players that were, they were coming through here and developing here. Um, but I think it's it's taken on a, a whole new level here. And, and that's what we want to have. We want to make sure, like, for the – you know, coaches, staff, and players that come through here. Um, you know, now we got some tradition. Now we have some history, and now it's up to us to make sure that we continue to build off of it. Um, you know, I mean, my my coaching career, and I guess my and even my playing career was a little bit different. Like, I wasn't much of a player at all. I was a division, a bad division three player at the head, and then I started. <laughs> when you're when you're a bad hockey player, you get to start coaching right away because nobody wants you. <laughs> play for him anymore so I uh I was fortunate to get into it right away and um I started off prep school and then uh, coaching division uh three college and division one college and uh, I think I really started to kind of see the NTDP when I was coaching at Yale University and when I was at Yale uh we had some recruits um John Hayden Ryan Hitchcock um those guys played here so you know through that you know being an assistant coach you're also a recruiter and you're you're meeting with the guys that are committed to you um so I got to see the program more firsthand uh, during that time with those players. And um, it's something I think everybody from, you know, on the when I was on the outside and, um, you know, in college and then also when I coached in the USHL and, and you know, uh, coaching against um, the NTP, you know, like it's you know it's unique you know it's different there's nothing else that's like that out there um you know where all the players are coming in for two years they're developing under a setting like this um you know you have the best players in that birth year uh, all together and so you know i i would go to the tryouts every year and i get to see that that how that looked and the players that were coming in and which players are going to make it and which players aren't because even the players that don't there you know you got future stars even in that mix too um and so you know you get, got to see it from a lot of different levels and um it's just always something to me that was you know fascinating because it's it's so different than than any other model that you have out there there's there's nothing to compare it to there's only one setup that's like this um and that's what was exciting i think when that opportunity came up uh, to, to be able to come in here and coach and i'd seen it coaching against uh these teams i'd seen it from recruiting these teams and so now to be able to to be in my third year of kind of living it firsthand and being a part of it. It's, uh, it's definitely lived up to the expectation. Oh, no, I, I want to go because I talk history. He brought up history, and I I, I apologize. I, was, I get my mind wanders. Yeah. Um, Sean, do we have that picture? I'm, I don't know if Dan, does he see this on his yes. end? Yep. So this, I'm going to take you back to history. This is back in 1985. Um, and I played for the U.S. Select 17. Oh this is actually the first U.S. under 18 team ever. And um, Keith Blaze put this team together. We played a team against candidates, guys. Um, we played against Theo Fleury, but Brian Leach oh, wow. was on that team, Tom <laughs> Fitzgerald, Greg Brown. But the difference, what you had then, is these were a bunch of high school kids, and we got our ass kicked by Canada what went even close and so what I think what you've been able to develop now and what the NDP has developed now is 
preparing these kids for national international play and getting them ready to compete. And now you're seeing the Americans dominate at 17 and 18 because of what you've done at, at the NDP. Talk to us about how this is preparing kids to play on an international level. Yeah. Oh, I think it's, yeah, you get these these players. And I guess, first of all, those are great jerseys. I haven't seen that picture before. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know, you get you get two years to, to work with most of these players that are here. Um, and, you know, they, it's there's a lot of levels to it. You're trying to develop them for, um, you know, international competition now and in the future. So that's now anytime we get the, you know, I guess the three tournaments that we play, definitely to prepare them for, uh, you know, 18 worlds, but then also uh, to, you know, help them have the things necessary to hopefully represent the United States at the uh, U-20 level, the world juniors and men's worlds, and potentially even, uh, you know, in the Olympics someday. And that's what we want. We want to take the, the players that are right now identified as the top players in this birth year and make sure that they they have every everything they possibly can uh, to be able to work towards their full potential. And we hope that that is representing the United States in the future. And I think when you have them for two years too, there's something that can be built in as well in terms of that pride for wearing the jersey um, because it is, it's, it's a really special thing to be able to represent your country. Um, and, you know, we want to make sure that the players that come through here have pride, an extra sense of pride in that, not just now, but also for when those future opportunities um, are potentially there. And, you know, while they're here, we're trying to, we're always playing against, um, you know, older competition with the, with the exception of those international events, we're always playing, um, you know, playing up basically you're playing, you know, junior, which most of those players are all older than you. And their second year we're playing college teams. I think we played 22 college teams this year. And so it's hard. And we wanted them to, you know, be both in practice and in games um, to be developing the, the, tools necessary there for them to have success at these higher levels, which we think is going to help them um, be even more prepared there uh, for their representing the United States international play. All right, uh, Dan, let's get to some of the players that you've coached this season. As many as five NTTP players could go in the first round of the 2023 draft in Nashville, which we'll get to later. Um, some of them could fall within the Coyotes range. So we wanted to get a breakdown, a scouting breakdown of these five guys in particular. One guy that we've been talking about a lot on this show who has a very famous name, Will Smith. Uh, what, what can you tell us about Will Smith? Yeah, uh, coming off a, a great season, a great two years here, um, you know, a hockey sense is through the roof. You know, they, he's got this combination of that hockey sense with the skill set that he has, um, just his ability to, you know, um, you know, he can create with time and space. He can create with no time and space, the way he can find players around him. Um, you know, it's just at a, a crazy high level. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got a, he's a guy that can, you know, create offense with the shot, create offense with the plays that he can make. Uh, but it really, it's just the way he kind of sees the ice. It's the way that he sees time and space, um, uh, the way you can anticipate the next play, anticipate things developing uh, is a huge part of kind of what is, you know, the reason why he is where he is right now and why he's going to continue to develop and why he's um, set himself up to have the kind of kind of year and the kind of two years really that he just did. The next guy on the list is Oliver Moore. Right now he's ranked eighth among North American skaters by NHL Central Scouting. What can you tell us about him? It's crazy speed. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of the mm -hmm. fastest players I've ever worked with, 
period um, work together with. I mean, it's, you know, his, and I think he's a guy too who he's extremely driven. Um, he can play, you know, he, he's played in the middle, played center for us majority of the year, but over his two years, he showed he can play center, he can play wing, uh, power play, penalty kill, all situations. Um, but the, the speed is really hard to handle. It's uh, it's just on a different level. And so um, you can create a lot with that, but he's also able to, you know, he finds guys around him. He's able to push defense back and then create time and space. And then, um, you know, he's just a guy that can drive play. And, you know, he's a guy too. It's, it's been really, you know, with him and with all these, whoever you're going to ask me about, I guess it goes back to, it's been re- really cool to see firsthand how these guys, they come in with like, they always come in with something that separates something got them here. Um, like, like with Morsey, like his speed was a huge thing. Like anybody that came and watched any game for him, when, even when he played in high school, you're going to see the speed, but, um, to see how his games continued to evolve over two years, like that's probably one of the coolest parts of this jo- the job for me and for the other coaches here is you get to see how these guys continue to add layers to their game. And I think he's added a lot of them, um, but, uh, the speed is very obvious. That's good to hear. Um, the other one, and this guy has already gotten some love in our YouTube chat this morning. Um, Ryan Leonard, currently ranked fifth among North American skaters. What can you tell us about him? Uh, I, power. Power is the number one thing. Uh, he's a big time, big time competitor. Um, and I think we had a really competitive group this year. Like it, it was a really fun group to, to be able to work with because they were so competitive. Um, but like he's an ultra competitor, um, like every single day. Uh, you know, the best way I try to describe Brian Leonard uh, to people is like he plays playoff hockey every day. Like he doesn't know how to, he doesn't know anything else. Uh, like there's one thing that he knows and that's it. Um, with it, practice, games, doesn't matter. Um, but like, like he, he's a really powerful player uh, with a great skill set, great shot. Um, obviously, he created a lot of offense here, uh, you know, for for this group this year. But um, but he also like he, he does a lot of great things there away from the puck. I mean, he's he scored the game winning goal in overtime there for us at the U18 Worlds. And like his whole overtime is kind of a, a great picture of who he is as a hockey player. Like he goes out there at four on three, he has a huge block shot, comes back to the bench, shakes it off, goes out, scores the game winning goal. And like he can, he, he just, he can impact the game in a lot of different ways on the offensive and defensive side. And um, he's, he's going to be a tough player to handle for opponents where, you know, everywhere that he goes here in the future. We've seen a lot of the guys that go through the program, the really high-end skill guys, puck managing guys. We've talked a lot of forwards already. Some guys, some of our fans that follow hockey might know the name Tyler Clevin a little bit. He's a, he's a guy that he's going to put you through the glass. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a very physical, strong defenseman. Is there anybody on the program right now that that can play more of that tough style whether it's on the back end or the front a little more physical player that may not be the the, the best hands or the quick guy but it's the guy that has that physical presence well i think we like i said i think we had a really uh competitive group this year and that, that was a big like i think identity point there um for this particular birth year and for this this just this group in general um i think we had a number of guys that were you know um that like to play physical, um, you know, obviously Ryan Leonard put up huge numbers, but you know, physical, uh, the physical side of things is a big part of his game as well. Um, I thought we had a lot of guys on our back end too, um, that, you know, 
not, I want to say led with physicality, but like physicality was a big part of their game. Um, you know, our captain, Zach Schultz, was a guy who, you know, he was, a, a, you know, I think a, a physical player, hard to play against. Uh, Aaron Maninian is a, play, a defenseman for us who um, he added a lot offensively uh, throughout the year, but he also, you know, he, he played physical. He could kill plays. Um, Brady Cleveland is a guy, a defenseman. He, he's a big kind of um, old school, uh, you know, super tough kid um who loved the physical part of the game like loved it like he's i think that's his favorite part and he hit hard and he uh, hit often and um you know even when we're playing against college opponents playing guys that are you know f sometimes four or five years older um he was a lot of nights one of the most physical players on the ice um so i i think i, I could go through our entire decor i thought we the guys did a pretty good job there of um you know having that that physical element. Um, and like I said, I think it was a really competitive group. So with a competitive group, you got, you got guys that like that, that part of the game and like to play physical. Let's touch on a couple more players here. Gabe Perot is another guy, I, I believe ranked number 10 among North American skaters right now. Obviously that line was dynamic this year. What can you tell us about Gabe? Uh, Gabe just set the all-time record there, a uh, single-season record um, in, in TDP yeah. history there for points in a season. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that's, and that, that list of players that um, have come before him, I think, uh, it's, I think it now goes – Gabe and then Will Smith, I believe, also. He, he, yeah, he did. He worked his way up to number two, um, and so it's uh, yeah, it's a crazy list when you look at it. And uh, so a big individual accomplishment there for Gabe to to be number one, and and for Will to be number two. Um, but you know, he's another guy that like the first thing that jumps off the page is the hockey sense. Like it's just to see it firsthand. For two years, every practice, like, you know, he, he, every day he would do something that you just shake your head and be like, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> you know, you really can't. It, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't know if you can teach that. It's, <laughs> you know, it's just he, uh, he just has such an amazing sense and anticipation and um, some of the plays that he could make or areas that he would go to is just you just don't see it often. Um, and so great skill set. You know, he's, a, he's another guy who's uh, you can create offense with the shot, can create offense with the pass um you know really he's a fun player uh, to be around uh, just because of, of his brain and um you know just the way he operates but um he's also a guy you know we get to the end of the year this is a guy who's now put up the most points in ntdp history um but he's a guy that was tracking pucks he was coming back hard every single time he was hard to play against and um you know i think that's you know with with Gabe and and really you know like you can go through our forwards there that you know were relied upon a lot to create offense the fact that they were also playing hard on both sides of the puck I think that's a, a big part there of why the team had success last guy we wanted to ask you about was Danny Nelson who is ranked among the top 25 North American skaters I'd seen a couple uh, mock drafts where he could either go late first round or early second round I um no, Dan, Danny's a really he's a, he's an interesting player because he just started he started playing forward full time this past year. Um, wow, you know, he was playing last year. He played mostly huh. defense in uh, in Minnesota high school hockey, uh, but he'd always kind of he'd always he's played huh. both a lot of his career growing up, and um, like yeah, and it's so you know going he played with us uh, in an international tournament last year in the U seventeen year. And I believe we actually originally were thinking that he'd come in as a defenseman and then a forward got hurt. So we just switched him over to forward and 
Yeah. And then the rest is history at a great tournament. <laughs> he came back, he joined us at the end of the season again. Um, and then going into this year, there was a, there was an opening there where we were able to, to add a player. And so he came in full time and, um, you know, he was a great addition, huge, um, you know, huge addition there, a huge part of this team, I should say, um, huge part of this team, you know, really throughout the entire year, um, played mostly in the middle for us, um, but he played wing as well. And, uh, you know, over the last year, he's basically played every position outside of goalie um, in <laughs> hockey, which is you just don't see often anymore. And I think it's yeah. really, I think it's great by him. I think just having that versatility in your game, you know, like it's a really good thing that's going to help him um, as he continues to move forward in his career. Uh, but he, he's a big kid that can really skate. Uh, he's another powerful player. Um, you know, he's a guy who, you know, he, he killed some huge penalties for us um, throughout this year. He was a, a top penalty killer um, in all situations player, you know, throughout the course of the year. He kind of, again, he played all three forward positions at different points, um, power play, penalty kill, um, but just a big, powerful player who, you know, he, he really had a great tournament there at, at Worlds too. And um, I felt like early on, he really wasn't probably getting enough credit um, from the outside side as he was getting from the inside from the locker room and, and from you know the people that were there with them all the time in terms of the contributions he was making because he was getting a lot of d-zone starts he was getting a lot of uh, tough defensive assignments um, and he was doing an amazing job with all of them and then as the tournament went on he started um, you know to get rewarded offensively as well and he came up with some huge goals for us um, at huge moments uh, so um, he's in a guy, I think, you know, when people see kind of what his background was and he just started, you know, uh, I guess this is a year, first year he was like just playing forward and that's it. Um, there's a lot of upside with a player like that. Yeah. Wow. Um, so we talked a lot about the 2023 prospects possibly could end up Arizona Coyotes. We will see. But one guy who is a Coyote who you coached um, is Logan Cooley. And I know Coyotes fans are really excited about him. So what was coaching him like? Yeah. Well, I coached it was briefly um, because so uh, Logan, he played with us uh, two, I guess it would have been three years ago there um, when he was in his U-17 season. Um, yeah. He joined the U-18 team at the end of the year and, and played in U-18 Worlds that season. And so um, as, as much as I would have loved that opportunity to, to coach him a lot longer, it was uh, it was a quick quick. Uh, quick stay and um you know i think a huge credit to the other coaching staff here though uh adam nightingale uh, was the head coach at the time and also nick four um uh, and uh, those guys that coached him there kind of full-time while i was here um you know those are the guys that i think put in all the work and time uh, and working together with them but uh obviously a really special player um you know you could see it you know you know right away there like when he joined that u18 team just um you know like just how much poise he had as, um, you know, a similar in a sense to some of the guys we talked about this group, just that hockey sense and how, how different on a different level uh, he plays and thinks the game on um, than, you know, a lot of the players, uh, other players in that age group, um, you know, like just are just other players out there. Um, just his anticipation, um, his ability to read time and space, you know, his ability to make those guys around him better. And, um, you know, like he, the way, you know, when you see a player, you know, from where I sit is that year with is the U18 coach 
coaching to see a young player um, kind of get called up and get that opportunity and just to see how you know uh, how much confidence he had right away and uh, he just you know how much poise he had right away um, you know it's it's pretty pretty cool to see um, mm. that he did a great job you know in his two years of here and obviously he's continued that there in Minnesota and it's exciting to see uh, uh, what a, what his future holds uh, speaking of Arizona a really famous alum obviously came through the program Austin Matthews who has Arizona ties uh, when the NTDP began it seemed like and I was looking back through some of the rosters they were stocked ma- mainly with kids from New England the upper Midwest largely Michigan we've seen that makeup change quite a bit um, drawing from states all over the country what does that say about the state of the game in the U.S. how was how has that changed how has everything changed with USA hockey in, in that regard oh it's 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 crazy how much it's changed like over the last you know i don't want to put a number of right like the 20 years definitely the time since ntp started i mean it's it's night and day i mean like any roster any you know if you go through rosters from the last whatever five six seven years um there are 10 years like you're gonna see you know the, the the states that guys are coming from it's totally different than what it used to be uh, yeah. you know california arizona florida uh texas um you know maryland they, they just is uh, you know north carolina it's it's awesome it's what you want to see i mean there's you know like it's it, to see the the game grow and to see the places that it's going to now um, you know, to see a college program I, like what you have there at ASU coming yeah. up, and you just hope that that's going to continue to grow the game. And now you have, you know, the top some top players in the country that are coming out of you know all these non what what used to be considered non traditional markets, and now you can't you can barely even call them non traditional markets anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I just hope I, I think this is going to you know continue uh, you know to expand the game, and we're going to see it continue to grow into even more parts of the country and that's what we want i mean there's um it's an amazing game as i think everybody on this this call right now knows it's a special game um and to be able to have it where you know even more players across the u.s have an opportunity to play it you know i mean even living in nashville for three seasons and seeing how hockey's grown in the south like i started playing hockey at 11 years old in alabama and there was only two Mm -hmm. rinks there at the time and now it hasn't really grown as much as maybe some of the other places. <laughs> um, uh, maybe there's three or four rinks now, but uh, so for somebody who started playing the game, you know, like like later in a non a very non traditional place, it's it, it's so great to see you know the, the the players that are coming out of you know um, you know play all over the country now. Mm. You mentioned ASU, and uh, you know, as we know, many of the the program players end up going to college. Uh, Ty Murchison came through the program and is playing at ASU right now. Can you take us a little bit inside how that relationship works with colleges? How do you work together? How do you help each other to make sure that these kids have the best experience possible? Well, I think first of all, like, the hockey world's a small world, and uh, in the hockey communities, it's a great one. Like, and I think one of the things that makes it special is because it is small, and you know. Uh, you know he's been doing this now for for a while and i've been fortunate to work at a lot of different levels including college hockey so you form relationships with people and you get to know people and um you know a lot of the players that are coming in here like you know they're they you know probably or pretty early on um you know they've right. potentially made a college decision or they've already they've started to go through that process so um, from year to year, it's a little different in terms of how much I'm directly involved, but like, you know, like you have for the players that are making that decision, um, 
you know, I think it's not myself. It's, you know, the other coaches that are on staff or you have two staffs here, other coaches that are here there. You should know between all of us, we're going to know somebody just about every, every university. And it's helping the players just figure out what the right fit for is that for them is. And, um, you know, and that's what we're here for. And it's just to, to be able to give them some guidance and to talk to them about pros and cons and give them information that we know about the, the different programs that they're looking at. And, and every kid's different. And, um, you know, like you just got to find the right fit for, for you and you got to find that there's no exact or there's no right or wrong answer. It's what's, what's best for you and, uh, for what you're looking for and for what you and your family value most and, in terms of making this decision and um the nice part here is like the the players typically have a, a number of good options um and so they have that decision that they have to make is is yeah it's it's, it's a tough one on one hand but it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty good tough decision to have in your hands when you're deciding against about the the programs that they're looking at i'm going to bring up what you've talked a lot about adam nightingale and your early beginnings both of you we're video guys, and I'm just saying that that's a great way to, to, to watch the game, learn the game, study the game, is going that path. You also spent time in Nashville, so i got two quick questions. Better video coach, you or Lawrence Filoni, the current <laughs> video coach of the Nashville Predators? Who is the better video coach? It's not even close. Law is the best. You <laughs> the law and like, the law won. Like, yeah, it is like, yeah, you're talking two totally different ends of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> I will make sure I tell the law that you said that because we talked earlier today, and I agree with you. He is the best in the league. Second question, while we're still in Nashville, this whole staff is headed to Nashville for the draft, and we're going to spend a little bit of time on Broadway. <laughs> so last question. Legends, Tootsies, or the stage? Uh, I heard Tootsies is pretty good. Never been, right? Correct answer, Dan. <laughs> Tootsies was the correct uh, answer. Dan, I just want to say thanks. I, what, what this program and what you've been able to do there personally and what this program has helped develop for, for the, the hockey in the United States is absolutely phenomenal and and it's it's great that these kids get this opportunity to just improve and develop to be their best so thanks for all you do for the united states hockey program no well thank you very much for having me on i appreciate that and uh, uh thanks for everything uh, you guys are doing there continuing to continuing to grow the game out that way it's uh it's, it's been really cool to see just how you know just uh, the you know the hockey how it's continued to grow out there and how it's the direction that, it, that it's in right now Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your yeah. time. And we'll see if uh, if the Coyotes end up drafting yep. one of your guys. We might have, have to follow one. up with yeah, you. Yeah, we'll follow after. up after the draft. Yeah. And we're hopefully got a couple of NTDP kids. I'll probably bug you at some point regardless, Dan. <laughs> yeah. So appreciate the time. <laughs> thanks, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Take care. Awesome. Bye. All right. Well, thanks again to NTDP coach Dan Muse Look for joining you. us. I, I'm really, got I'm really evolved. Yep. I'm really evolved. Um, lots to unpack here um before we do one of the guys who went through this program is coyotes clayton keller we know clayton keller is a fan of golf he is we should invite him out to the <laughs> keep it 100 golf tournament on who, May who would want to play with that guy like is, is it is it team play yeah, yeah. Team no, play. then everybody wants to play yeah exactly um so i think we need to, to make play the on the call. tour I think I uh, that let's make the call. Clayton Keller, tell him he can come play. He can play golf. 
He's in. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, we should ask him. Um, mm. But either way, we'll be out there on May 26th, May 26th. at Dobson Ranch um, for the Keeping It 100 golf tournament. <gasps> Pins and Aces will be there. You get this amazing is Phoenix that polo. Is that for real? It's real. It's Phoenix and golf balls. Phoenix and golf balls? From Pins. From Pins and Aces. That's fire. And you get that just for signing up. Get out of here. Yeah. That's worth the price of the golf right there. 100% it is. Um, so wow. join us. It's going to be a ton of fun. There's going to be prizes and giveaways and all that good stuff. Um, and check out our friends at Pins and Aces because they have the best golf gear around. They also have just like great streetwear as well. So if you're just looking to, you know, especially with the summer, if you're into golf, Check out Pins and Aces, and you can use the code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Um, last night, I was out on Mill, and I didn't go to Illegal Pete's, which is, I think, the first time I've been on Mill in, like, months without going to Illegal Pete's. It's long overdue. I need to go, um, and everyone listening should go, too, because they have the best Bowls, burritos, queso, margaritas. They have beer on tap. They have four peaks on tap. And it, the weather, we're still in that perfect time where patio season is is perfect. So nothing but, and Illegal Pizza has a great patio. And do you know who's going to Illegal Pizza this weekend? And you? it's not me. Oh. Jackson. Oh, your son. My son Jackson is driving down to the to Tucson metro oh. area this weekend and he's already. Yeah, the Tucson Illegal, illegal Peeps is amazing. Yep. Um, so you can stop in their Tucson or Tempe locations for a house beer bucket for you and the whole crew. Five pints for 15 bucks. That's Whoa. a deal. Tell Jackson about that. Yeah, no, uh, don't. Soak up the sun with a load of burrito and crisp beer on the patio. Illegal Pete's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. All right. Let's unpack a little bit um, about what he had to say. I was thinking about something that Petey said yesterday when we were talking, when we were preparing for the show. Um, it's still limited, like who can get into this program. Imagine if they could expand this, like if you had two teams at, at the age level, and then when you went to international tournaments, you pulled, you pu pulled from both of those teams. I wonder if that's possible because it, it does seem like when, when you're choosing kids at such a young age, Somebody's left out. Yeah, you might miss on some guys too, yeah. right? You might I be agree. wrong I, about some guys you take and wrong about some guys you leave yeah, out. Yeah, and I wanted to talk to him about it, and it wasn't the right time because we were talking more about the draft picks, but there are those kids that are fringe kids that get missed and that develop later and aren't a part of this program, and it's unfortunate that they miss out on that training. So to your point, Craig, I think there will be a time when you see another facility like this in this country, the country is massive. We've got more kids playing than ever before in, in the USA hockey program that I think you could end up with uh, a, the NTDP in Michigan. You could end up with one uh, Western-based, whether it's in Colorado or Colorado Arizona. Springs, right? That would be yeah, cool. Colorado Springs, and then put yeah. potentially one in the East with in Massachusetts. So you want more kids to have that opportunity, but with that comes dollars, and it comes at sure. expense. And then that's the issue now, but I think you will see that. Because you still have the advantage over what they do in Canada. I think the number of kids playing in Canada clearly outweighs the number of kids playing here. The skill level. They have more high-skilled players in Canada. When you pick the top 20 of each, they're competitive. Yep. You pick the top 100, Canada's going to win. Sorry, they just, they're going yeah, that's to. That's true. But, but I think the difference is Canada doesn't have that one melting pot where they throw all their best 16-, 17-, 18-year-old kids together. If they did, my goodness, would that be frightening. But that's where the Americans get the slight edge at that age and I'd like I'd like to see them open it up to more kids. Yeah. Yep, agree completely. It is cool as I've learned more about 
just USA hockey in general because I like I've known my whole life like the various stages of hockey in Canada in Canada but even since I've lived in Arizona which has been a long time to see how USA hockey has evolved and even just reading the list of draft picks and top draft picks yeah I mean we're getting to like the USA is making a name for themselves in hockey and like Dan said, you know, the fact that they're seeing kids every year from Texas, California, Florida, like obviously Arizona, it's really, really cool to think about, you know, the potential of what the makeup of even the NHL could look like. And let's just say like 20 years from now. Right. Because you're drawing from such a, it's a much larger population base. Yeah. So if you can keep growing it in those non-traditional markets, which is what the NHL is trying to do, that's why they went to the Sun Belt. One of many reasons they went to the Sun Belt. But if you keep increasing the growth in those markets then you just have a larger and larger pool of players to draw upon and i mean we're seeing i'm, I'm not saying the u.s is anywhere near canada in terms of the prospects it's producing yet but it's really made strides in that regard sure. and when you look at the number of players that get drafted from the u.s now compared to what it used to be it's really eye-popping and it's it's only going like this yeah, it's very cool. Um, I want to talk about some of the prospects we asked him about for a second. We've obviously been talking about Will Smith, it feels like, for six months at this point. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was really interesting. First of all, we get in here, and I think, like, as the countdown's going, I see comments about Ryan Leonard. And, like, we're just at the part of the year where I'm getting really familiar with guys. And I didn't really know much about Ryan Len- Leonard, but somehow the, our chat did and, and the type of player he is. Um, and when he, I think it was Mark in our chat said he has GMBA and Coyote Hockey written all over yeah. him. And I read that comment. And then when we asked Dan about him, he said power yeah. was the word that he used to describe Ryan Leonard. And I thought that was, it was interesting. And I'm not like making any projections, but the thing about where the Coyotes are picking at six and 12 and where these U.S. guys are ranked, at least among North American skaters. And I still wish there was a list that combined everyone, but yeah. um, from NHL Central Scouting. Yes, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. And to me, the likelihood of one of those picks going to one of these guys is. Yeah, I don't know that Will Smith is going to be around anymore yeah. based on recent projections. We'll see. But those other two guys, yeah, I I do still get the sense that it's going to be a forward that the Coyotes select at number six. Maybe number 12 they look at defense, although probably not from the NTTP because that's not yeah. where their top prospects really are. Um, I always have a hard time, and I wonder how scouts do this. Those three guys played together, Will Smith, Gabe Perot, and uh, sorry, I'm blanking. Brian Leonard. Brian Leonard, thank you. Um, they played together. How do you unpack that when you're, when you're evaluating and say, well— he, he was made this better guy made by this, this guy, guy better. Yeah, yeah. McDavid tough. made Strom better. Yeah, what, yeah. That's a great example. You, you wonder. Here, agreed, because they're playing with all of these high, high skilled, similar type players. What does that mean for them individually when you pull them out of the pack? It's interesting concept, and it's it's harder to see that guy. That guy doesn't stand out at the at the US NTDP as much as he would with his junior team because the skill levels would be so vast. One of the other things I worry about with the the US NTDP is the cookie cutter player. And and I think what happens with those players when they're picking them at 15 and 16, you get the guy that can zip through everybody. You get that high skill, good hands, high skill player. 
and you get too many of them. And, mm. and I think one of the things when you talk to hockey people, I'll use air quotes because I don't know what that term actually means. One of the fear with the NDP, you get Clayton Keller. And I know that's a good thing now. Yeah. Because Clayton Keller's had matured and learned. But when they come into the league, they can stick handle through a tire with the best of them. But when you talk about playing gritty and hard and along the walls and that type of player, mm-hmm. it took years to mature into that kind of player. And I, I worry sometimes that they get too many of those high skill, skilled, speed water bug kids that they sometimes overlook the gritty player. They don't build a team per se. Um, that's one of the things I worry about. You get that privileged American kid, the privileged US and TDP kid that there is that persona of that player around mm. the National Hockey League. Oh, he's a kid, went to the program. You can tell. And it takes them time to shake that off. And I, and I and I, I don't want I'm, I love USA hockey. Clearly don't get me wrong here, but you want to have them have that that well-rounded guy. And that's where you talk about Ryan Leonard. He's got a little bit of that grit to him. Yeah. That sometimes you don't associate with the NDTP kids. Yeah. And one more thing I just want to mention that really surprised me was talking about Gabe Perot and that he like set a record and yeah. no. how did we not Who? know about well, this? Well, Chris Peters was tweeting all about it yeah. when it was happening. Yeah, But, but 132 it, points. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, and, 53 and, goals. And when you look at the list, like you said, the list is obscene. Yeah, ridiculous. About, yeah, yeah, the players that have done it there. So there are, these kids are going to get drafted in the first round. There are kids, this NTDP team is going to get kids drafted in the first round. Will they be Coyotes? I, I don't know yet, but Leonard does fit what they're trying to do here. It'd be very interesting to see. So it's just it's just another name now to add to our little bucket. I just I love shows like I love when we do we this learned. because I love learning about all the players. And we did this last summer. And I remember like walking in the draft and you look at the draft board and it's like, I know, like you, I, know you know, every single one because. Yep. So we people. added a new name to our list today. We, Ryan added, Leonard. we added a few new names. Yeah, but, I, would well, say. I think. Yeah. And Gabriel Perot, too. I think those are two names that you're going to see at the top end of the draft and maybe Coyotes. Absolutely. Um, well, there's hockey all over the country now, um, as we've talked about. And there's also Circle K's all over the country, everywhere uh, you go. Yes, there are. Um, it's crazy how many there are. Are there um, more Circle K's or more U.S. hockey players? That's mm. a great question. That is a great question. It might be around the same. It might be. Even. But I want somebody, when they're gassing up at Circle K, and I know some people have done this, and if you're getting gas at a Circle K, and on the little TV screen, you see Leah Merrill, please tweet that. Yeah. I want to see more don't Leah Merrill. Don't tweet if it's Derek Montilla. No, I don't want to see more Derek. Yeah. I want to see yeah. more Leah. Uh, tweet out at Leah Merrill, please, because I want to see Leah when people are pumping gas at the it's Circle so K. It's so funny. Shane's friend didn't know that we were on the Circle Get K, K things, and he texted him yesterday and said, I just saw Leah on the Circle K That's gas unreal. pump, and I like disassociated <laughs> for a second. <laughs> anyway, um, just another bonus reason to check out Circle K. Uh, they also have amazing snacks, as we've talked about, as well as their Polar Pops, and we have a great promotion going on right now. You can text PHNX to 31 three one zero to join the sms subscriber club and get a buy one get one free offer on 32 ounce polar pops so don't miss out on this get out your phone text that right now it's super easy to do and if you're wondering where you can find the nearest circle k head to circle k.com slash store dash locator to find circle k's near you um we talked about ogs the other day and then there was some breaking news after they released new flavors um and Another they one. sound 
amazing. Like, Sean and I are big on the fuzzy peach game. If you're from Canada, if you know, you know. There's now a peach flavored Uh Mm. OG's gummy. Have you tried it? Creamsicle. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not. Well, I don't like change. Yeah, you're you're about to tell them. The they they have they're coming out with variety packs. (laughs) So they're gonna have they're gonna have all the all the flavors, all the cream flavors. So you can get orange creamsicle, peaches and cream, strawberry cream, blackberries and cream. That was the one we tried. Oh yeah, that Um, one. Oh, that one's amazing. All in a in a a, OG's is, is revolutionizing the game. Love it. They really are. Um, so check out OGs. Make sure you check them out at your local dispensary. Delicious flavors, obviously. And they have something for everyone. Um, indica, sativa, microdose, sleep, help. So check them out. OGsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. You got to be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly. All right. couple quick hitters before we wrap up here. Um, we were wrong. And Edmonton did well. No, Craig and I were right, but then I thought we like jinxed it, but we didn't. Edmonton did win last night. Toronto also did win. So two big surprises. By the way, my bet MGM app, I hit both of those. I thought you had Leafs puck line because you texted us you needed puck line Jesus. But I I bet I pick. I bet I bet did pick Toronto and Edmonton. I did. Even though you picked Vegas on the show. I know. You're I, betting. I went. I went home and I changed my mind. Money on You're it. misleading okay. the people. I know, but I I took Edmonton. Just wanted to have better odds for himself. Rushed it. <laughs> yes. So thoughts on both these games? Well, can Toronto come back first? Of no. All? Okay. <laughs> um, in a word, no. It just prolonged the agony for the Leafs fans. It'll probably happen on home ice now, which will make it far worse, worse. for for Toronto. For Toronto, but. Uh, the the big news obviously is the Alex Petrangelo two handed slash over the wrist of Leon Dreisaitl. He's having a hearing today. He's definitely going to be out at least one game. Knowing the way player safety works during the playoffs, it'll probably only be one game. But it is a pivotal game five in this series with the series tied two two. You're talking about a guy who's logging twenty four and a half minutes per game by far, leading the Vegas Golden Knights in ice time, and he's not going to be on the ice for that critical game. That was a stupid play by Alex the play, The puck has already left dry saddle stick. There's absolutely no reason to do it. It's, yeah. a, it's a just it's a mental lapse from a player that's played a lot of minutes and he's tired and frustrated. Mm. But, but that's all it is. And now, I you have to suspend him. You have to. If well, this comes out as hearing, another, so, no, it's not. It, can't. Oh, it has to. It has to be. Now okay. that he's if it was another maximum fine thing, you're like Drysdale could have broken his hand there. Yeah, and out for the rest imagine? of the series. <gasps> like so that you have to punish that player. Period. Just a, a lapse by a player that. that it's going to cost his team now, and and this, he needs to be there for this Vegas team. Vegas isn't a, a one-trick pony or a two-trick pony like Edmonton is. They need everybody. They need everybody on deck to win. I think Vegas still wins the series, but I'm in, I think they're in trouble in Game Five at home. Yeah, interesting. Uh, all Toronto. Right. <sighs> yeah, they're not going to win. I, 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 you know what though? I saw glimpses of better. From them. Well, Mitch Marner stepped up, and they needed their star players to, to be step better, up and they were. They were awful. The star players the were better. Game. Can they carry them through again? Maybe at home. Maybe. Maybe they win another one to get back to three-two. I, I. They can't beat this team four straight. I just. I don't see it with the goaltender they're throwing out every night. I just do not see them. It's so on brand for the Leafs getting to go home and lose in Game Five. Yeah, it's so on brand. For I them. think I they might win Game Five. Mm, we'll, see. we'll see. I'm not I'm not feeling it yet. All right. So let's play the game we did yesterday. Yes. Guesses for tonight. 
first New Jersey Carolina does Carolina close this one yes. out at home? I Carolina so at home closes it out They've dominated and get some rest. Series. Yep, I agree. This has been a weird one. Yeah. Um, like I'm taking blowouts puck line. in every direction. I'm taking puck line Carolina tonight. Okay. Yeah, they're they're two plus and it's over. I think they're so good at home. Like if this was in New Jersey, they match maybe lines. I'd say, hey. Stall is going to keep Hughes off the score sheet, and Hughes is going to get frustrated, sit in the penalty box. Carolina score on the power play. Carolina wins by more than two. This series is All over. Right. Carolina goes rest. Seattle Dallas. This one's more interesting because the series is tied, but back in back Dallas. Back in Dallas, I'm going to go with the Stars in this one. Uh, but I, I love the pluck. Of the Seattle Kraken. Ottinger hasn't been good enough. No, Ottinger's really the guy that I actually. said could win He's the had series. Some bad games yes. in the playoffs. He hasn't leaked like this before. Yeah. And and that's the concern I have is he needs to be better. I think he could be better at home. Yeah. So I, I look for Ottinger to be better tonight. And I look for Seattle to have an early push, but Ottinger fights it off. Dallas wins in a tight one, and it might be low. It might be 3-2, 4-3, but I think Dallas does win the game. This feels like a seven-game series to yeah, me. And me too. Yeah. I, I would love to see the Seattle Kraken win this series and get to the conference final. <laughs> I'm, I'm all on board. I picked Dallas in the finals. I picked Dallas in the finals from day one. I'm sticking with them. Literally, we are going to get a Seattle-Vegas-Carolina-Florida conference final. Oh, my Let's gosh. And hockey it. fans are going to love it. The TV ratings they people are. Not so much. Uh, that's an absolute dream come true for me. Canadian <laughs> collective heads will explode. Oh, my goodness. If, if that's what yeah, we well, get. People yeah. waiting for the Edmonton-Toronto Stanley Cup final. Then you take the Northeast and the Midwest out of the mix, too. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, um, well, looking at BetMGM, awesome. Carolina, they're favored. Minus 135. Not as heavy favorites as I would think. New Jersey, plus 115. Dallas, minus 200. Seattle, plus 165. That's money line. Um, this one also surprised me looking ahead to tomorrow. Vegas is at home, but they're plus 110. And money. Edmonton's minus 130. Yeah, well, you're looking at the suspension. You're looking at yeah. the offensive powerhouse. That that if, hmm. Yeah, I might have to take uh, money line Vegas tomorrow. So anyway, we'll see. get your bets in on BetMGM. Betting on the playoffs is super fun. You can also bet on the NBA playoffs, which... Big game tonight. I don't really want to talk about it. I'm too stressed. Um, yeah. But um, check out BetMGM. And if you haven't signed up yet, use the bonus code PHNX. When you sign up, there's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for the Arizona audience, you'll get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Make sure you use that code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Thank you, as always, to Shane for that one. And thank you to teachers who deserve our recognition all the time. But it is Teacher Appreciation Week and Four Peaks is helping teachers out. You can nominate a teacher to win grants, Four Peaks swags, and a grand prize of a custom makeover of their teacher's lounge at school. So if you want to nominate a teacher, you can go to fourpeaksforteachers.org to nominate a teacher or to donate. Um, and Four Peaks, they always have a ton of great stuff going on. We drink Four Peaks beer all the time on our show. So you can check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You got to be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. I was going to be a teacher. Do you think I'd have the patience for that? Can <laughs> nope. you see me a bunch of junior high kids nope. running around? Yeah, I don't think so. 
yeah no no all right uh any final notes before we head out no just uh as you know caught up with the tempe wins campaign for a check-in and again we have big 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 stuff to cover next week yeah um tuesday is the day and if you're a tempe resident we've been saying this every day the mail-in time has passed, but you can still drop off your ballot. Um, you can find locations at locations.maricopa.vote. So definitely do it. If you have any questions, reach out to us. We'll answer your questions. But mm -hmm. big day ahead. Um, and people have been asking. We're going to be live the night of the vote. Yep. Um, You'll have to stay stay up late with us. Who, who knows? Yeah. Like the first stay batch late will, is like nine or ten. Yeah, maybe we'll maybe. see how the batches roll out. You know, we'll see how the batches of like votes roll eight, out. I gotta stay up past like that. Eight oh, is buddy, the you earliest. better have caffeine. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, eight is the first batch. Oh. We may not know when the first batch comes out. We may have to roll into the second buddy. batch before we find out. So hang with us. We'll be there. Okay. We're gonna preview so count the vote fast. <laughs> okay. Because I don't want to be up past ten. <laughs> Yeah, we'll preview the vote Monday as well. So it's gonna. What be else we got coming, Leah? In the what week? else? It's quite a week. This week or next week? Can I next week? Yeah, everyone. Yeah, more it's stuff? all yeah. confirmed. Yeah, we have a big week ahead. Obviously, Seriously? Monday preview the vote. Tuesday the vote. Okay. Wednesday. Who? Christian Fisher in studio, what? and hopefully it's a party, and we're. Just I want to talk as little hockey as possible that day. Yeah, we, that'll just be. We might have a ketchup taste he, test. He can be like the the oh, fourth, third, or fourth host on that one. Yep. Um, Thursday. Chris Peters. Yep. We're going to talk more prospects. Our, this is what it's all about right now. What's Friday? I don't remember. I think we're just going to have a clearing. Okay, have, yeah. Have I think day. we're going to just take a deep breath. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that one will get like a, a, a meditate, like someone who teaches meditation to oh. come in and like lead us through a guided <laughs> meditation because the stress I like this. of this week. Can we just do week. the show from like yoga mats? The three of us <laughs> sitting cross-legged. I, I have in. three yoga mats. I can bring them in. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, thank you all for joining us in the chat today. Hit the like button on this video if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on audio, leave us a review. Thank you again to Dan Muse for joining us. Lots of great info. Um, again, just really excited to talk about all I'm this. wrong. We added another show. Oh. What? Chris Peters is coming Friday. Oh. Because. Oh, right. I forgot about this. We're going to have a couple agents in studio as well. Scott and Brian Bartlett will be here in studio. Scott who Bartlett do represent? who represents Clayton Keller and Logan Cooley. They'll both be in studio. So it's quite a week. Yeah. We'll get, <laughs> it's a crazy week next week. Maybe we'll meditate I might have to take a vacation soon after this. Hopefully so. nothing big happens <laughs> while you're gone. Um, anyway, yeah, just there's a lot going on all the oh, time. The bouginess just does not stop here at PHNX. And they're both drinking Pellegrino today, by yeah, the way. We, we didn't acknowledge We this. are doing that, but, but go, we, when Craig gets ready for his for vacation, we're going to get out the bougie. We're going to talk, we'll roll Craig's bougie vacation. Yeah, PD and I are going to drink ketchup while you're gone. We're going to find my spot for brunch in Venice. All right. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I um, think I might have a segment called crudite for the day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as you can see, lots of content coming. So be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel so you never miss when we go not live and you never miss when we put out a video because there's a lot of supplementary mm. stuff coming as well. Um, so subscribe and you can follow us on Twitter at SPetersHockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Sean underscore DePods. Follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday, everyone. And we will see you all live at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Bye.